North Carolina versus Duke, Tar Heels versus Blue Devils, Coach Smith, Coach Williams, Coach K. Just the very idea of these two teams squaring off ever causes heart palpitations on fans of both sides of this rivalry. Can you imagine what this is going to be like on Saturday when they square off in the NCAA tournament in the Final Four? Yeah, that's happening. And it is the best thing for college basketball in years. We're going to talk about it today, plus some information from Coach Mac Brown coming out of Pro Day and some other things we can look forward to in spring football practice. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. A year ago today, you probably went to bed and didn't realize that April 1st was going to be one of the weirdest days of your life as a Tar Heels fan. But here we are a year later, and things are turning out okay. Still weird, but still okay. Welcome in to the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I am your host, Isaac Shade. I'm a beat writer for Sports Illustrated's North Carolina site, and it is a joy to be together with you today. I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day. And if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch every single day. Remember that we are free and available everywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Speaking of YouTube, I would be so honored if you would go to YouTube and subscribe to the Locked on Tar Heels YouTube channel. That's a big push we're making. We really are having this campaign to get to 1,000 subscribers by the time uh, the, the national championship game ends on Monday night. We are well on our way. We crossed over 850 yesterday on Wednesday and keep climbing. I would imagine hopefully we can cross 900 today and just keep moving. So if you haven't subscribed yet, let me make that ask of you. Would you go to YouTube and subscribe? Also now, we are able to have, since we crossed 800 subscribers on YouTube, we can have a YouTube community on our channel. And so uh, we've been dropping in some questions on there, some polls, some other things. Go in there. It's a great way that we, as the Locked on Tar Heels community, can interact with one another. Similarly, Twitter just approved me to be able to host a University of North Carolina Tar Heels site on the communities on Twitter. Would love for you to come join us there. A couple of us have already started diving in. Had, had a couple conversations about where to eat in New Orleans this weekend, and so would love for you to join us there. Speaking of New Orleans, one of the things Carolina is going to do is go down there and work on hashtag ruin another retirement party. And so one of the things we're doing this week is making that trend on Twitter. So if you're somebody on Twitter or other social media, hop in there, hashtag ruin another retirement party. Why another one? I already took care of the first one. There's another one upcoming. Speaking of Duke and ruining Coach K's retirement party, tomorrow I'm going to put out a normal episode of Locked on Tar Heels. It'll have the game preview, it'll have my predictions for the Final Four, all that stuff. But also, 
I and JJ Jackson, who is the host of Locked on Duke, did a crossover show together where we previewed this matchup and talked about some other things. It'll I'll, I'll drop it into the feed both on YouTube and audio. If you want to check that out, it's great. It would be a great way to do it. But also, as, as I said, there will be the regular Friday show with just me, uh, game preview, all that stuff, all my usual four corners um, game preview. So that's all coming tomorrow on Friday. Now... Here's what I want to talk about right out of the gate today. What does it mean for college basketball that North Carolina and Duke are finally playing in the NCAA tournament? This is huge. It's gargantuan. Two of the biggest brands in the entire sport, the biggest rivalry in the entire sport, and they've never played. And what all of a sudden now they are playing in the NCAA tournament, not just anywhere in the NCAA tournament, in the Final Four, in Coach K's final year, in Coach Davis's first year. This is awesome. I've been saying all week, this is a script that not even Hollywood could write. It's so good, so much drama, so much intrigue. And you know what it does? For those of us that love college basketball, like to me, college basketball is the best thing ever. I love it so much. And I want everybody's eyeballs on it. I want everyone to come around to it. So no better time for the biggest rivalry with two of the biggest brands to be playing each other for the first time than on college basketball's biggest stage this coming Saturday night. Now, here's one kind of sad part of it. TBS and CBS switch off every year who has the final four in the championship game. This year it's TBS. Unfortunately, not as many people have access to TBS as do CBS. So the numbers, I think, aren't going to represent fully what what this game will actually be. If it was on CBS, I think it would be through the roof, bonkers insane, probably the most viewed college basketball game uh, easily this season and probably in a long, long time. Here's the other nice thing about this Final Four that's going to make it so awesome. We always get all the randomness of the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, all sorts of upsets, people doing crazy things, but it always seems to come back together for the Final Four, and that's what's happened again this year. In addition to Duke and North Carolina, you probably know, on the other side of the bracket, Kansas and Villanova are squaring off two of the other blue bloods of this sport, right? This is a Final Four of blue bloods, and I know some people will push back uh, probably about Villanova being a blue blood, but I, for my for my money, for where I define blue blood, I think Villanova is absolutely part of that. They've won three national championships. It's crazy. It's good. They are part of that. So when you think about these four teams coming together, make sure you catch this. Combined between Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Villanova, they have won four of the last six national championships and seven of the last 13 national championships. That is what you want in your final four. Sure, it's fun when Cinderella's there, but... Eventually, once it gets to this level, it's kind of like what happened to St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. They just, eventually, it's going to come to an inglorious end. So this ultimately means we're going to get better basketball on Saturday between these two matchups. Very excited for that. And you know who's very excited for that is all those TV execs that we just talked about, TBS and CBS. They are salivating. They are drooling. They are so excited that these four teams are the ones that are in the tournament, particularly that they are guaranteed to get a Carolina Duke matchup in Coach K's last year, right? Like that is huge for TV. 
So here's my hope for what this means. I would love for Carolina to win both games Saturday and Monday, win a national championship. Regardless of what happens here is my hope that this matchup taking place on the biggest stage, as well as Villanova and Kansas taking place on the biggest stage, four of the biggest brands in the sport, is that hopefully it will lead to some sort of resurgence or renaissance or resurrection for the sport. I think it's gone through a bit of a rough time just because of all the NCAA's struggles. The NCAA is just not great at stuff with NIL, with Transfer Portal. Um, it's, it's harder to build a program right now and it's harder for fans to really latch on to a team and all the players on it and call it theirs. You build that over the course of one season, but it's hard for that to be sustained. For example, while Duke has been in this era of utilizing one and dones, I feel like it, it's so difficult now for me to wrap my mind around a Duke team because it's new villains coming in every year and it's hard to remember who that's going to be, right? Part of the intrigue of why it's so fun to hate Grayson Allen is because he was there for four years, right? Um, that, that is just part of, of what makes rivalries great is when you have the same people going against each other year after year after year. So my big hope is that this high level final four with four of the biggest brands in the sport is going to bring about resurgence for college basketball. And I think those of us that care about it and love it can help that as well by, by talking about it, talking it up, bringing it up. And as I said, with some of the transfer portal stuff and other things that's hurt it, I think NIL, the name, image, and likeness stuff is going to be a big win for college basketball. I think it's going to keep people around. We're going to talk more about that in the off season, but I'm really curious to see what types of NBA draft decisions people make because of the sheer amount of money they can make now in college. All of that is great and lots of fun. There, uh, we are going to get to see those games on Saturday. We're going to talk about that, preview it all later. But uh, where I want to go to next is there's been this groundswell of people reaching out to me, just having these fears over over the referees for Saturday's game, favoring uh, Duke, that there's like a predetermined outcome um, that that has happened. And so I just I want to unpack that a little bit, talk about the refereeing and it's in this NCAA tournament and uh, what's going on again with that. The refs have been one of the biggest storylines of the tournament. Will they be again Saturday? We're going to find out. But before we talk about that, let me talk to you about Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I know a lot of people who use it literally every day. I look forward to trying it myself very soon because I want more energy and I hate trying to remember to take a pill every day, take vitamins every day. What is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of it, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adapto greens to help you start your day the right way. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, and your energy and more. So one of the things I love that Athletic Greens does is that it's lifestyle friendly regardless of your diet. Keto, vegan, whatever it is, it works for you. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin every day, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients like this that your body will actually absorb. And the best news is, taking Athletic Greens costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's 
cheaper than your coffee habit ever is. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a whole bunch of different pills. Just one scoop of water in water. Drink it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let me also tell you about Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between daily fantasy and sports gambling. So take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the upper hand against you. And instead, start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. And in addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. You just look at the lineup, choose it, and then pick one of your own and get it going. Takes just a couple minutes. Sleek, simple, easy game design. That gameplay is going to have you going. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I want to thank you again for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen today and every day. So glad you are here with me, hanging out, talking Carolina basketball and football and everything else going on. So we're going to talk about the refs in the NCAA tournament. Let's uh, let's just call it what it is. There has been a lot of suspect activity going on by the refs. They've just not, I, I don't mean to say it that way. That makes it sound like they're being shady or being paid under the table. I just mean they haven't done a great job on the whole. Now, that makes it seem like everything's been bad and there's been nothing good. There have been a lot of great refs, but there have been some really glaring poor refereeing jobs or choices in the moment. Obviously for Carolina, the the Brady Manic ejection and a lot of what went on in that Baylor game. Uh, Another example from a different game, there was, um, I forget what game it was, I believe it was an Arkansas player who literally stepped out of it, like not just one of those like, here's the, the baseline and it's just almost barely, it was like, right on top of the baseline, very clearly uh, that the player was out of bounds in control of the ball. It just wasn't called. These are some of the examples of what we're seeing, these egregious examples of missed calls or bad calls. So do you want my thoughts in general on that? Great. Love to tell you about it. Go back and listen to last Friday's show. I unpacked it in detail, but to sum up what I said there, The NCAA tournament is the NCAA's single biggest product, single biggest entity, and yet they're okay with the referee being subpar. That's what they're telling us by by this not great refereeing happening. Now, you might be thinking, well, isn't the college football playoff the NCAA's biggest entity? It's football that brings in all this money. Well, keep in mind, that is not controlled and run by the NCAA. It is its own entity. Therefore, the NCAA tournament is in that top slot. So 
It makes zero sense to me that in your biggest event, you don't have the best possible thing you could with these referees. The biggest issue to me though is not with the referees themselves. They're doing the best they can with the training and time that they've been given. The problem is they are not full-time referees. They have full-time other jobs doing other things and then referee on the side or part-time. And so you just don't have the capacity to do it at the level that NBA referees do, for example. You don't have the ability to get the same level of training and, and practice and things of that nature. So to me, that is on the NCAA. And so my big call to the NCAA in last Friday's show was this. You need to start paying the refs full time. If we want this to truly be a great product that everyone will come and see, then we have to invest the time and money to make it such a thing. If we're not investing that time or that money, it's just going to continue to be okay or subpar instead of great. Now, if the NCAA is unwilling or incapable of doing those things, of putting in that time and money, then they got to figure something else out. Maybe you hire NBA referees um, for for March Madness, for the NCAA tournament. I, I know there's a few, few rulebook differences, but these guys are pros. They could do it, absolutely. I don't know if there's enough in the in the NBA pool of referees, but, but something's got to be different if the NCAA is not going to change it. That's my thing. This sport, this tournament is just too big and too important to let it go by in that way. So with all that in mind, I've had a good deal, a good number of UNC folks reach out to me just expressing concern um, because it's like, okay, I've seen a lot of bad refereeing. What's about to happen Saturday against Duke? Is there going to be favoritism showed towards Coach K's team as they move towards what a lot of people want to be a storybook ending of Coach K riding off into the sunset with that national championship instead of what Carolina fans want, him riding off into the sunset with his tail between his legs because they just lost again to Carolina. Hashtag ruin another retirement party. I mean, let's let's just nip one thing in the bud. There is, there is no predetermined thing. CBS cannot go to these refs and say, you need to make Duke win. Like That's just not a thing. This is not the WWE. That's not happening. However, let's acknowledge that referees are human beings. They know the storylines. So even if they're not, you know, not being paid under the table, like that's not happening. But perhaps latently or subconsciously as they go through refereeing a game of this nature, maybe there is something uh, that, you know, well, for example, what happens if it's a tight game late and there is a close block charge call? Does that go in Duke's favor? Should it have been Duke's call anyway? You know, like you just, because of the nature of what's happening, you are going to naturally, we are going to naturally question those things as the game goes on. So here's what I'm interested to watch for. How are the referees going to referee this game? Will it be a tight whistle? Will it be a loose whistle? Are they going to let them play? Are Armando Baycott and Mark Williams going to be able to bang in the post? Um, all of those kind of things. Like, what is going to happen? I'm going to be watching that with a lot of curious attention to see how that plays out. What if Duke's on the ropes? Duke calls start to go their way. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, what happens when your subconscious kicks in? Uh, for example, you remember how bogged down the second half of the 2017 uh, National Championship game was? Carolina, Gonzaga, like 
refs were calling everything in the book. And so I, I just think they're not, they don't want to see that happen between Carolina and Duke. They want to let the game flow and happen. Um, but yeah, we're going we're to watch. We're going to see what happens. Now, switching gears a little bit towards football, Coach Mac Brown spoke to the media on Tuesday following Pro Day. He uh, talked about Pro Day a little bit, as well as gave some updates, uh, discussed some things about the spring game, some personnel items, and everything else going on around the football team. And so we'll hit some highlights of all that in a moment. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are a great candy bar replacement option covered in 100% real chocolate. Some of the great flavors for Built Bar include things like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new right now is white chocolate shamrock. These are all delicious, plus new flavors are coming out all the time. And that's what Built Bar is trying to do, is they really want to make a great tasting bar and then on the back end figure out how to make it healthy. And I'm not sure how they pull it off, but it always happens. It's always a great tasting bar. So here's what you can do. Go to Built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart and you're going to be blown away at the balance you see here of high protein, low calories, high fiber, low carb. Here's some of the numbers. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. You love to see that. Compare that to a candy bar that usually comes in around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs infinitely better. So go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, let me give you some updates from head coach Mac Brown of the football team. One of the biggest things that you probably wonder, we, we, we talked about Pro Day a little bit earlier in the week, but right out of the gate, one of the things he was talking about is that Pro Day went really well. If you're wondering, what, what is the purpose of this Pro Day? I thought they had the Combine. I thought they had the Senior Bowl. Well, not everyone who is graduating or, or moving on has the invite to the Combine. Not everyone gets to go. Just um, certain select people. So this is an opportunity for two things. Number one, the Pro Day is an opportunity for players who weren't invited to the Combine to showcase what they can do in front of NFL personnel. Number two, for players who were at the Combine, but maybe they didn't perform like they wanted to in a certain skill or a certain uh, testing that they were doing. This is an opportunity to make up for that, to show what they actually can do, probably in an, in an environment that's a little bit more comfortable to them because it's on their campus where they're used to practicing and doing things like that. And so th that's the purposes of those. Now, Coach, Bro Coach Brown said all 32 teams were represented in some form um, if you were listening in earlier in the week, you probably recall that I said um, because of the owners meeting starting up, not all of the usual like GM personnel and all that that would be there were in person. However, there were representatives of some level there for all 32 NFL teams. So these guys got to showcase what they can do for every team in the NFL. Here's the biggest takeaway. The, the best news out of Pro Day was this that Coach Brown said. No one hurt their stock. No one hurt themselves. And I don't mean physically hurt themselves. I literally mean no one hurt their stock. The, the, the coach's takeaway is that everyone improved their stock or did things to help themselves. And that's, that's what you need and want out of a day like this is an opportunity to just, just get your game, your skills in front of NFL personnel. And who knows what might happen as things unfold. Great news 
on the pro day front. Now, looking ahead to the spring football game, it's amazing, it's so close. The great news is the um, final four is this Saturday, national championship Monday, and then the very next Saturday is the spring game right as the Masters is going on. Oh, what a great time for sports. And then we're just like four days away from um, the MLB game starting out. Like, this is, does it start? I think it actually, I spoke wrong. MLB opening day is the seventh, like two days before this spring game. So, wow, all sorts of good stuff happening there. So, the spring game, Saturday, April 9th, three o'clock Eastern time on ACC Network. Um, and so, just a, a little bit of hard news as we talk about that is that Tylee Craft, one of the Tar Heel football players, has been diagnosed with cancer. In his honor, the team has decided that they want to brand the 2022 spring game as Tylee Strong in his honor. Coach Brown said that the hope is that Tylee will be there if he's feeling up to it, will be an honorary captain, will be around and doing stuff. But obviously that's going to be dependent on, on how he's doing, how he's feeling on the day of that game. And I think this is really cool. Coach Brown talked about inviting out some other youngsters who deal uh, with something similar to what Tylee has, some form of cancer, and, and bringing them to the spring game as well. So that'll be uh, a really neat moment. Hopefully his health will, will allow him to show up and be there that day. All right, a couple other things. Last Saturday, the team had a scrimmage. Coach Brown was um, talked very highly of the game, was was really glad. Several of the players, you, you're probably aware there's been a lot of players out with various injuries, but um, three specific players he noted who were able to take part in this scrimmage were Cam Kelly, Geo Biggers, and Storm Duck. So they haven't been able to take place in uh, take part in contact drills. And so what they did um, was they allowed them to participate in the scrimmage in a yellow jersey, like stay away, don't don't hit. And so they did full speed without tackling for the first 30 plays, allowed those guys to get in, get some reps at game speed, which is awesome. But then the last 45 plays, they went full speed, um, did the whole thing. And Coach Brown reiterated again that he thought it went very well, um, pointed out the offensive line, pointed out uh, transfer Corey Gaynor. Great news there that he's playing well, along with Brian Anderson at the center position. Love to hear that. Really need to see this offensive line step up after what we witnessed last year. And so really encouraging uh, for all of Tar Heel Nation to hear Coach Brown say at, uh, about the work of the offensive line. Two more things I want to say about football. One of the things Coach Brown has been talking a lot about this offseason and, and, and leading into the spring game is this desire to have 22 young men on both sides of the ball. Not that 22 can go out and play, but that you are literally too deep at every position so that there is little to zero drop-off if you go from the starter to the backup. And, and even in the way he talks about it, it's not that there is a backup. It's that legitimately... Either of these guys at each position could come in and and be be the starter. Essentially, they are they are that high level. And there's a couple things that that this 22 guys. I've just been kind of calling it 22 guys is this philosophy that they're going with. Here's here's what um, Coach Brown talked about is in this era of the transfer portal, you have to do this. Um, you have to have more of your guys playing more of the time so that they're not sitting around wishing they had an opportunity, which leads to transferring elsewhere. But he said it also helps with things like depth, 
obviously, duh, no brainer. It helps with health. If you're having fewer reps, your body holds up better. Speaking of which, he also talked about having legit 22-man depth on both sides of the ball allows you as a team, as a unit, to be fresher and more ready to go at the end of the game. So um, that is what the Tar Heels coaching staff is looking for, is having 22 men on both sides of the ball. Coach Brown said this, If guys are backups, they're not getting to play. They're just leaving. So the more players you can play, the more chance you've got in the long run. And and when he says the more chance you've got, meaning to, to retain these players as part of your team, to win games because you have talent, deep talent at each position. And so um, this 22 guys philosophy, I love it. I'm excited to see it um, play out in practicality and see how the coaching staff utilizes all this personnel. Last thing I want to say about football is this. I am so thankful for Coach Brown and how he handles stuff. Because of his time in the media, because of everything he did, he gets like what my job is, what I'm trying to do, what other people who talk about and report about the Tar Heels are trying to do. And so just gives us great information. It's very transparent um, with what he talks about, with how he says it. I love, he's so thorough. So on this media call, you can go back and, and watch the Zoom. He literally goes position by position, pointing out multiple players, um, giving updates, um, things like how a player is performing at their position, how their health is, who's stepping up that previously hadn't before. Um, talks about positions where there's a battle going on, like the the big battle, the one we're all thinking about and talking about and caring about this offseason, the quarterback battle. Is it going to be Chriswell? Is it going to be May? Is uh, Harold going to come into the equation at all? Coach Brown talked about his quick release and how much he likes him. Is that just coach encouraging his player through the media? Or is that a legit thing? We're going to have to wait and see what happens in this spring game. Anyway, coach also like talks about who has secured their spot, who has more work to do. Uh, all of these things are so helpful. And so I would really encourage you, if you haven't had the chance, to go listen to Coach Brown speak. Or if you don't want to, I'm always going to Reader's Digest it for you and, and bring it down and give you the highlights and the best stuff. And that's exactly how we finish off today's podcast, by just being thankful for the man that Coach Brown is and how he leads this team. Thank you, Coach Brown. So that is indeed it for today's edition, today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Please go and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Or if you're watching on YouTube, go subscribe on YouTube. Or if you're watching on YouTube, go subscribe, download the audio. That would be so helpful. If you're just somebody who listens and you're listening, please go subscribe on YouTube. That would be great. And while you're doing that, if you would, it would mean so much if you would go rate and review the show. Give us five stars. Um, just a good way. Not, not that I'm like, hey, blow me up. Make me awesome. It's, it's just another way to help get the show out to more people who might not have heard of it yet. And so it would mean a lot if you would rate and review the show, especially if you listen on Apple. That's a great place to do it. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade. You see it right there. You see how it's spelled. If you're listening, it's at Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, Shade, S-C-H-A-D-E. Coming up tomorrow... It's a no-brainer what we're talking about. If ever there was a day where you already knew what I was talking about tomorrow, it's tomorrow. We're previewing the North Carolina and Duke Final Four game, the first time they've ever played in the history of the NCAA tournament. It's going to be awesome, and I cannot wait to get you prepped for it. I can't wait to talk about it and share what's going on. 
uh, it is going to be fantastic. So thanks so much for making Locked On Tar Heels your first listen today. And now let me encourage you to make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen today. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life with all sorts of great insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices as well. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, folks, as always, thank you for taking time out of your Thursday to hang out with me to talk about Carolina sports. There's just so much good stuff going on. I just want to keep reminding you, enjoy every stinking moment. And remember, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!